amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to today's edition of Reflection on the Word with Richard Kay. I'm Chuck Christie, and today we are asking you to spend a few moments of your time with us each day as Richard shares from God's Word with notes, quotes, and stories, along with some of his own personal experiences, to confirm for you God's great love for us, that His compassion for us never fails, and that He has a great faithfulness toward us in every regard. Now, if you miss a portion of today's broadcast or would like to recommend it to a friend, You can hear this program anytime online at talknetworkradio.com. Well, now here's Richard with today's reflection. Paul and Barnabas part company. After some time had passed, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the brothers in every town where we have preached the message of the Lord and see how they're doing. Barnabas wanted to take along John Mark but Paul did not think it appropriate to take along this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not gone on with them to the work. There was such a sharp disagreement that they parted company, and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed off to Cyprus. Then Paul chose Silas and departed, after being commended to the grace of the Lord by the brothers. He traveled through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. Then he went on to Derbe and Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a believing Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke highly of him. Paul wanted Timothy to go with him. So he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled through the towns, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders at Jerusalem. For them, 
to deserve. So the churches were strengthened in the faith and were increased in number daily. We have read from the 15th chapter of the book of Acts, beginning in the 36th verse, and we have entered now the 16th chapter, closing this segment with the 5th verse in the 16th chapter. What we have discussed prior to our study of War and Victory, the Encore edition that we were able to provide in the last uh, week segments, we wanted to be able to return to our continual study of the book of Acts. And as we are looking here, we pick up a portion that is one of the changes that had taken place when the Apostle Paul wanted to return. And essentially, he wanted to see how the established churches that they had put in place were still functioning. I want us to understand that these were not buildings. They were not going back to see whether or not there was a lot of people that were gathering in a particular edifice. As a matter of fact, in most of these cases, they were meeting in homes. Sometimes a house church would have been established with perhaps 15, 20 people that would actually be in that particular gathering. But they would actually have a pastor who would be assigned leadership over that particular house church. And they would also have appointed elders, those that would pray with the pastor and help to lead the individual flock while they were growing. And as they further expanded the church through the spreading of the gospel. So Paul wanted to return. He had already made a portion of the journey and he wanted to go back and to take Barnabas with him. Now, Paul and Barnabas had been used greatly of God throughout these regions for several years. This was not just for a couple of months. They were involved in ministry together for several years. But this caused a parting, if you will. Now, was it just their particular disagreement? Or did it have something more to do with God's plan to further expand by allowing them to part company and go in different directions? Well, at this point, we have to see that there was a disagreement. And the disagreement was over the disciple who was referred to as John Mark later. This individual, this disciple, Mark, is also spoken of throughout many of the other accounts. But one of the things that we want to be able to look at is that they did disagree and they parted company, but they didn't part fellowship. It's important for us to understand that this was not a means of saying I'm done with you. No, it was a means of saying, 
I am going to allow you to go your way and take John Mark with you. I don't agree that he should come with us. But if you want to take him, then you can go. And you will have my blessing and God's blessing to be able to go and impart the gospel message. Then Paul chose Silas, who was another disciple. And he then went with Paul to help him as he continued to convey the gospel message wherever they went as they went through Syria and Cilicia, and they were strengthening the churches. It is important for us to understand that planting a church was one part of the apostleship, but the other part was going back and encouraging the church, who at that point very possibly had already incurred persecution. And because of that, they needed encouragement. And Paul wanted to do that. He wanted to go back and encourage those that he had helped to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this was a turning point, if you will, in Paul's ministry. When he chose that he would take Silas with him, they were together in agreement, and they wanted to be able to continue the spread of the gospel wherever they went. When they went to Derby and Lystra, they had already been there. Paul and Barnabas had been there. And while they were there, and this is one of the elements, and I hope you catch the significance of this, he meets a young disciple named Timothy. And this is a son of a believing Jewish woman. Now keep in mind, this was a son of a Jewish woman, but his father was a Greek. He was not Jewish. So the rite of circumcision was not rendered because his father was not Jewish. An interesting point. So what Paul does here is quite contrary to the very letter that he had taken to the other churches that had been established, and these were accepted without having this mosaic requirement of circumcision. And yet, in this case, Paul does something that is very fatherly. You have to look at this because it says he wanted Timothy to go with him. So he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, since they all knew that his father was a Greek. So what had actually happened here was the Greek parentage, the father, who married a Jewish woman, the Greek father presented the rule, and there was no requirement for the Greeks to be circumcised. It was a Jewish 
practice. It was a covenant practice that was made with the Jewish people. The mother of Timothy would have probably desired that he would have been circumcised, but she must have been able to agree with her husband in that practice. And so Timothy is now going with both parentage in his own background. He is known to be born of a Jewish mother and a Greek father. If you will, he was a mix of those two races and cultures. And so in this case, Paul is making a statement. He is saying to Timothy, we are going to honor circumcision because of the Jews who also know your mother. But we are going to make it known to everyone that circumcision is not a requirement to those who are non-Jews. And Timothy must have surrendered his own particular desire because he accepted Paul's ability to take him. And Timothy was more than just a disciple to Paul. He treated him very much like a son. You can see that in Paul's letter that he writes to Timothy. He admonishes him. He teaches him. He shows him a father's direction. Richard will be right back in a moment to wrap up. But if you just joined us, you've been listening to Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay. You can hear this message in its entirety again online, as well as Richard's entire archive at talknetworkradio.com. We would like to acknowledge our theme song, How Great Is Thy Faithfulness, from the America's 25 Favorite Hymns album. Unless otherwise expressed, scriptures are read from the Holman Christian Standard Bible, which is published by Holman Bible Publishers in Nashville, Tennessee. Additional resources used for Reflections on the Word with Richard Kay include Great is Thy Faithfulness by Our Daily Bread and printed by Discovery House Publishers. Again, here is Richard to wrap up today's message. Now, we don't see anywhere else in the scripture where the Greek father of Timothy had any other influence on him. But we do see that there was significant influence from the apostle Paul. And when they went to the various churches that they had already established, they brought the decisions that were reached by the apostles and the elders at Jerusalem. When it talks about the decisions, it's referring to the letter that was sent. As you can recall, in our other segments, we talked about the Jerusalem letter. This was a very significant instrument in being able to impart freedom to the non-Jewish believers that were coming to know the Jewish Messiah. They came to know him as Jesus the Christ. And because of this, the gospel 
flourish and continue. And they strengthened the churches in the faith, and they were increased in number daily. We have read from the end of the 15th chapter and the beginning of the first part of the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. We closed with the fifth verse of the 16th chapter. In our next segment, we're going to talk more about how the Lord uses Paul and Timothy as they pursue the Lord's direction in spreading the gospel in other parts of Asia. As we study, you will find there are more and more examples of the Holy Spirit leading them and guiding them in every single area. And that is today's Reflection on the Word. Thank you, Richard. Join us again tomorrow when we continue with the next edition of Reflections on the Word with Richard K. For Richard and the entire team, this is Chuck Christie saying thanks for listening to this edition of Reflections on the Word. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.